Blog Talk Radio. July 20th, July 20th, 2016. Now, my dear sister, Allison Cruz, just asked something on Facebook a little while before this show started. She, she wanted to know what people, recruiters, think about having one social media account for professional purposes and one for personal statements. And it just happens that this past weekend, I had an experience that is relevant to that conversation, and I'm going to tell you about it right now. Now, but first off, I'm going to tell you, I had resolved in the past not to get involved in any political conversations on social media because there's lots of people who are ready to slander you at the drop of a hat in print, and it might look bad on Google in the future where people who don't know you can't tell that it's a lie, right, if they call you sexist or racist or whatever. But sometimes I can't resist commenting. And the other day, I saw a recruiter who's a member of my Facebook group. I like him. He posted a news report on his personal Facebook account. And I could tell immediately that he was only posting half the story to make one side look bad. And I said so. Then I went out and found the whole story and posted it in the comments. Okay, finished, right? No. A young woman also posted a comment, a long one, in which she included information that was blatantly false. It was wild. So I asked her to supply some sources to support her statement, but she came back with another statement that it didn't address, it didn't address, blah, 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 blah. It didn't address my request, not at all. So I asked again. Then I started supplying information from the Internet. It's readily available that contradicted her. So then the original poster told me that I was not on my show and I should wrap it up because the topic was close to home for that young woman, that poor young woman. So I said, hey, buddy, it's close to home for me, too. That's why I'm commenting. So then he told me to shut up. Now, I assume he's not an idiot, so he knew that she was way off base, but he told me to shut up. Me. So did I accomplish anything? Well, I don't think that me and this guy hate each other now. I don't hate him. But it didn't raise our level of respect for each other. He doesn't like my politics, I'm sure. And I think he's a bit of a liar. (laughs) So at the same time, Maybe we passed on some information that's important to us, to other people. I don't know. But you could argue that there's something to be gained and lost by not having separate identities. That's my experience. But now it's time for Jerry. Jerry!
information. So here's a warning. If you think I'm boring without Jerry, you should leave now. Let me say it again. Get out. You should leave now. I don't want you telling me how awful I am on Twitter throughout the whole show. If you want to, you know, be my guest. But why, why torture yourself by listening to me when you don't like me? Okay? There you go. Let me see. Oh, I wanted to do say something. You know what? I saw Maureen told me this morning. She said, hey, look at this. Dave Manister is back. Dave Manister is now the CEO of ERE Media again. And so then I, I saw the first person who called into the show. I didn't know if it was a guest. I didn't think so. So I opened up the line. I said, hey, 718, who's this? Who was it? Dave Manister, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Welcome back. The last, what was your ticket out? What's the lyrics? You know, the dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around, but those dreams have remained. <laughs> and they turn around. Who'd have thought they'd lead you? Who'd have thought? Go ahead. You want to sing with me? has not changed in four years. Yeah. Back here where we need ya, here where we need ya. You know what? Because I sang, I don't have to ask my guest to sing. And I was going to ask him to sing an Enya song. (laughs) (laughs) So, welcome back, Dave Manister. I knew it when I saw Maureen post that today. I said, he's going to start coming back to the show. And here he is. Okay. Do you have anything to tell us? Do you have anything to tell us? Uh, I'm excited to be back. It's great to, uh, to to talk to you again, and it's great to be talking to a whole bunch of people I haven't spoken to in a year or so. It's um, it, it's just nice to be back. Oh, okay, but terrible. One, one, it starts just, with a lie. <laughs> one question. One question. But since you've been away from a regular diet of recruiting, is there anything you've noticed that you know when you come back that strikes you that you should be talking about? Any specific topics that are burning that you want to tell us uh, to keep our eyes open for, ears open for? I don't want to turn this into an ad, so so no. Um, I, I, okay, I, I know you've got some kind of talent acquisition that you wanted to plug. Go ahead. Uh, I was actually talking, uh, thinking about benchmarking and how important uh, uh-huh. that information is uh, to, to large organizations, but yeah, let's, it, it's I don't want to. I don't want to turn your show into an ad. My first day back. Okay. Okay. If anybody wants to find out about it, we'll we'll talk. Ere Media. Maureen's got something to plug. Maureen, do you have something? I think you do, right? I do what? Oh, maybe it's been already. I I thought you did. Okay, Phil Marks. Philip Marks, my guest for today. Are you there? I am. Can you hear me? I can. That's great. Well, that's better news than oh. that Dave Manister is back here. Congratulations oh, wow, for being being able to hear. Okay, this guy's Twitter address is Philip Marks, at P-H-I-L-I-P-M-A-R-K-S, Philip Marks. Uh, and uh, you don't mind. You want to sing, or, you know, should I just pass on that since I sang uh, already? Well, no, if to be honest, if, if there's no singing, I'm going to be a bit disappointed um, because that's one of the main reasons I, I wanted to do so this. So what song? Well, okay, we'll um, do it. What song did you bring? Oh, I get to choose the song. Well, <laughs> it's a little late now, but yeah, go ahead. 
I can't think. You you choose the song, something we both know. Um, how okay, do you know that Enya song, song where the chorus is just say the word, say the word, say the word? Do you know that? Yeah. That, that sounds just gonna easy, s- doesn't it? I mean, yeah, you've got to say the it? word. Okay, because okay, I'm losing the audience the by having pitch, a second song. Because I can't really do her. Say the word. 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 Once more. Say the word. Say the word. Say the word. We can sing like Neil Young. He does it all the time. That falsetto. What? I don't know what word. It's maybe it's an Irish. I don't understand it. Give us your elevator speech. Go on now. What? I don't have an elevator speech. You don't. No, not really. Okay. Well. I mean, Tell us okay, what so, you do. Um, my background is 25 years recruitment in the software industry, and uh, I tend to work with young, early-stage U.S. technology companies, more often than not coming through Europe, setting up in Europe, and I will typically work with those folks hiring the first guys in different parts of Europe. That might be country managers, executives, VP of Europe, and uh, we will help build out the teams really at early stage within organizations. And uh, more recently, we, you know, we've, some, we've done some work internally with, um, with okay, an that's organization. Enough. That's enough. That's enough. Hey, hey, don't <laughs> bore my, uh, my, my, my show, okay? Oh. So, yeah, you're a headhunter at Philip Marks. What's the name of your company? Okay. What's Europe. the name of your company? Okay, how come Think you don't Europe. have an elevator speech? How come you don't have a 30-second or 15-second uh, introduction, you know, that you could just rip off the – Tip of your tongue uh, at, at whenever it's necessary. It you, Why don't you have that prepared? You got it. You got it. No, you didn't. You. <laughs> no, you didn't. Okay, okay. Uh, Who wants? Let's let's, in, let's rate. Let's rate his his elevator speech on a scale of one to ten. There's a number of people here. Who's going to comment first? Yeah. Maureen. Ten is fantastic. Uh, it's it's dry. Um, his voice Three? is some kind of a monotone. Three. I'd like to talk about voice at some time yeah. on your show, yeah. but yeah. three, yeah. four. Okay. He could do better. Dave Manister, he could do better. With all Dave those Manister, years of experience, gonna... he could do better. <laughs> yeah, he could do uh, better. Uh, Dave Manister. It's worked for me so far. Maybe I could have done a lot better. But you wanted a bit more energy and excitement. Phil, 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 Now's the time for you to be quiet while we rate you. Dave Manister, you got a number? Got a I number, give him a Dave? Seven because, a seven because he's saying, and there's room for improvement. Okay, I'm not rating him on everything. I appreciate his singing, too. But his elevator speech alone, how did you rate that? He said it was his, his speech. Three? Um, I'd, I'd give it down to uh, a six. Oh, well, you're generous. Who else is on the line that wants to rate that elevator uh, speech? Come on. Wait a minute. On Twitter, anybody? It was boring. Well, what, what what number? What number? One to ten. Three. Okay. You know what? You got boring. some work to do, Phil. Okay. You got some work to do, and I have to tell you something. You should learn how to spell as well, because I've been reading all your articles on LinkedIn, and they're loaded with errors. Okay. That does not reflect well on you. Okay. Well, you know what? Now, here's I mean, what I'm, you. You you are the grammar police. I, I you know I respect your um, grammar skills and you're a very well spoken individual and I like the your, the dexterity of your language. Uh, but if you can carry on uh, coming back to me with any of those corrections, I greatly appreciate it. I'll give you a dollar a correction. 
And <laughs> you know what? I got to tell you, you know, don't dodge it, okay? You're, you're, you're trying to say that it's not really important to pay attention to spelling when you're it's presenting it. articles that represent you. I'm saying it is, okay? I'm saying it is. It and is. I'll tell I you something you. else. At the bottom of the articles, you always describe yourself in the third person. We know it's you. We know it's you. So why don't you say I instead of Phil, okay? Phil is a okay. recognized talent acquisition specialist, recruiter, motivator, brand owner, MA practitioner, coach, consultant, strategist, novelist, mentor, trainer, and thought leadership expert. That's how he describes himself. That is a mouthful. It's too much. It makes you look like a braggart. Don't do it. You don't need all that stuff, okay? Thank you. Now, I'm going to ask you what you think. Yeah, you like to I, write I would about let those years. I would let those years of experience speak loud and clear. Yes. Yes, I would, too. That's good, Maureen. Although these days, if you say you've been around 25 years, they think you're ancient. Okay, so interviews and golf. That's not true. You right. like, yes, it is, Maureen. You don't want to look old, okay? But let's get to the guts, okay? I have to ask them some questions. Okay, interviews and golf. Phil likes to write about interviews. He's got lots of articles on uh, LinkedIn about interviews. And here's how he starts off. He says, how good a golfer are you going to be if you play the game once a year. Phil, what do you learn from uh, interviewing a lot as a recruiter that separates you from someone like uh, a hiring manager who doesn't interview all the time? That's a good question. So I think anything that you do regularly, you're going to perfect it. You're going to pick up more patterns. Like what? I said that already. I said it. What specifically? You're going to pick up more patterns. Um... Ooh, let me think on that. Okay, one. next Can I question. Get back to you on that I'll, one? I'll go to the next one. You you got to have an answer for this. It's this is in your article. Yeah. I picked made that up myself. How managers interview? You say very few managers have an interview plan and structure, and if they do, they often go off on tangents. What do you mean when you say an interview plan and structure? What I mean by that is that they haven't set down a set of principles of what exactly what they're trying to achieve the questions that they're going to ask, and the methods that they're going to adopt. So what do you mean by the, the – what was the principles they're going to achieve? What do you mean by that? Well, they are looking for, to hire somebody, and they're looking for a set of skills, and quite often they will not have that written down specifically to identify exactly those skills, what they're looking for. They just don't have You mean their objectives, okay, the skills. They don't have a uh, – a job description, really, or a, a profile of the person they want. Is that what you're saying? No profile? Yeah. Okay. More often than not, and yeah. then, so what was the second thing you said? They don't have a list of questions, so you have to have a list of written questions. You have to know what you're going to ask beforehand. Is that what you're saying? To to a certain degree, I think I think you have to also, but I also know that you have to be able to be creative while you're in play because those questions can quite often come up with other questions. Uh, sometimes, question, you know, you ask a question and you don't get answers. All you get is more questions. So you have to be fairly creative and you have to think beyond the ball in an interview situation. Okay. Well, what was the third thing you said? So you asked follow What was the third thing? Principles, questions, and what was the? What was it? Can't remember. Okay. Neither can I. Does anybody remember? Okay. So you have to have a profile. You have to have a list of questions. And uh, that's it. Decision making from I think, interviews. I think also you, say, you have to, you know, done some research on how to interview. You know, read some books, have a look at maybe Lou Adler, 
uh, and some, you know, some ideas and uh, not just go in based on what's happened to you. Most people interview based on what happened to them last time round when they got interviewed. Like anything else in life, you know, we learn from our experiences and we just think of what happened to us. And sometimes that might have been five years ago. So I think it's good to do, you know, do some research on, on what technique you're going to use. Have a, look at, you know, have a look at some books, do some reading, or get some advice. You know, talk to people. And that's one of the challenges, I think, for middle management is that they just don't think that they can ask anybody because they'll just think, you know, what are people going to think of me if I ask that kind of question? And I, as I said in, in the blog, the only two people that have actually said to me, Phil, have you got any ideas about how I should interview, what sort of questions I should ask, what my technique should be, have been the actual owners of the organizations, the CEOs or founders of the organizations that just weren't bothered about what other people thought because they didn't care. So if you've got a hiring manager, can you assume, based on what you just said, that this person doesn't really know how to interview and is too shy to ask, so you should offer, hey, do you want me to prepare a list of questions for you? Is that what you should do? Um, I don't suggest that you should necessarily do that. That's not a bad idea, though, having said that. Um, but uh, you, might, you might often get the answer, well, you know, oh, no, I know exactly what I'm doing, Philip, because there's a lot of big egos out, out there, particularly in my sector, and uh, they, they, won't, you know, they won't feel that they need to know that answer, have that okay. answer. So how can, you feel, how can you feel confident that you're sending, you're sending your candidates out to an incompetent interviewer? Can you do anything to counter their ignorance in advance? Yeah, get them to read my blog. Uh, okay, so in other words, send over a couple of articles by email. Is that right? Yeah, you know, I, I might ask them the question. You know, it depends on the circumstance. Obviously, it depends on the client and, you know, what an experience that they have got. But if, I'm you know, a guy who doesn't like, get, you know, if you ever listen to this show before, you'll see Jerry harangue me again and again. Animal doesn't like, it depends answers. I don't like that. I like straight oh, yeah. answers, okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, life okay. isn't like that. But no, no, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. You're, you're, you're not giving me clear, clear information now. Decision-making from interviews. Interviewers, this is what you say, often do not have a clear method for decision-making. What does that mean? So if I ask how people are making the decisions, I often get quite mumbly, unclear answers and they have to sit and literally think about it because they haven't thought about it before. Can you give me an example? Uh, uh, oh, Philip. Um, well, what I'm looking for in an interview is, uh, and you can just tell, but, you know, when I ask them the question, you know, and, I, and I, I don't often ask that question, but when I'm concerned I do, I will get answers, you know, such as just unclear, vague nondescript answers. I can't give you any specific... What kind of answer would um, you like to get? What kind of answer would you like to get? Well, obviously... Uh, oh, hold on. Well, Maureen, are you giving me the Jerry sigh? Maureen? No, Jerry no, sigh? I just cleared my throat. I'm thinking immediate. I'm thinking immediate comes to my mind. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. This, do you have a question for Phil regarding this interview stuff? Anybody got a question for Phil? Anybody on the line got a question for Phil? Okay. Is there any decision-making style that you use? Is like it a grid that you check things off, Phil? Is that what you're talking about? Because I, I read your articles, and I wasn't sure what you meant. I'm ready to move on if you don't have an answer. 
That could be one. Yeah, that could be one. You know, at, at least that is a technique. You know, have some kind of rating scorecard. Also look specifically for performance as opposed from experience. You know, not necessarily talk about what you did, but how you did it, who you included with that on it. You know, was it just you? Was it a team situation? Get to the guts of it, really. Okay, I've got that. Let me ask, is Jim Durbin on the line? I saw he posted on Twitter. Jim, are you actually on the line? Yeah. Okay, Jim wrote a, an article about interviewing as well, and I took one little element out of it today, posted it on Facebook. Jim says, if I understand him correctly, that you have to know the answer to the question you're asking, otherwise you won't know if the candidate you know, say, you know, knows <laughs> is giving you the right information. Uh, do you agree with that, Phil? Is that if it, well, yeah. Durbin, let, him, let him answer, and then if I got it wrong, you can come in. But, Phil, do you agree with what I just said? Absolutely. Well, what's the point of asking the question if you don't know what the answer is? Yeah, but if you're not a technical person, how do you know if the answer is correct? Do you have to go to the uh, hiring manager before you bring in any candidates or when you have an intake session? You have to say, listen, you give me a list of questions and answers. Otherwise, I'm not a technical guy like he is. I can't drill down. Or is there just a, a bunch of buzzwords that you want to see that the person uh, can answer? Uh, well, uh, how do you know what the answer to the question that you're asking? Or is there absolutely no point in asking it? Okay, give me, give me. Well, yes, you could write down what the person says and and pass it on to the uh, hiring manager to judge. You should, uh, know, you should know what. Why ask a question that you if you don't know what the answer? If you don't I just know what gave the you a reason. Answer. Okay, so give me an example of a kind of question that you're going to ask that you know the answer for. Uh, now I have to mention you're a big fan of open questions, so there are no answers for. There are no preset answers. But give me an example of a question you ask. You might have asked last week or the week before that you knew the answer for in advance. Um, in the past five years, well, okay, so let me think about that because, you know, the kind of questions that, I mean, I don't often recruit technical people, IT people, so there is going to be a lot of gray. So one of the questions that I regularly ask is not how successful you've been, but why do you think you've been successful? Okay, and, so I actually know, noticed I that, but, that but how, can, how can you get – okay, let me move to Jim. Jim, you, you heard that, right? I Jim. Did. Okay, yes. so if, 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 uh, if Phil likes a question, why were you successful, he can't know the answer for that. That's a, that's a question where he, he's, it's wide open. He, he has no idea what the other guy's going to say. How can that you fulfill a, your you – uh, You should have a sense of what you want. So the problem is when people ask the question, like, why were you successful? If you were doing an intake meeting, you'd go to the hiring manager and say, well, what's a good answer? Give me two or three good answers. And most of them are just want to be hey. entertained or let's see if this candidate can surprise or shock me, which is just a shitty way to interview versus, well, I'd like to talk about his success. I'd like to talk about his preparation. I'd like for her to tell me, you know, that she's really good at forming relationships, which builds some kind of team. Whatever the answer is, you should have a sense of what, you consider a good answer. Otherwise, you're just the reason why. To be if I ask the question, "Why have you been successful?" The kind of answers that I'm looking for are descriptive aspects of their character. So, you know, it might be because it might be, you know, there's no substitute for hard work. I put in a hell of a lot of time and hard work for me. You know, getting up at seven o'clock and working to, to nine, ten o'clock at night isn't unusual. Um, an, another answer to that might be. Um, 
I do, you know, I'm a strong listener. You know, if it's a sales role, uh, one, of, one of my strengths is definitely listening. I definitely take pauses and, and take my time to make sure I listen fully to conversations, etc. There can be a whole host of soft skills that I'm looking for, which, um, you know, which I'm looking to see is actually consistent during the interview process that I'm conducting as well. So I'm going to guess see, you're he looking knows for his two answer. things. Uh-huh. But he's and looking for two things. And if someone gave an answer that wasn't one of the two of those, he's, they're not disqualified. But the form of the answer has to fit. They have to know why they're successful. They have to describe it in some way, even if it's not exactly what he's looking for, as opposed uh-huh. to just, oh, but, you know, why are you – so many of those questions yeah, I don't think make what, any you know, sense. Instead of asking the question, how successful have you been, which is always going to be a gray one, you know, okay, I hit my target. It was a million dollars. I hit that. We never really know why they've hit their target necessarily. It might have been a whole bunch of circumstances which are completely outside of their control. And that's, that's the reason why I ask those kind of questions. Okay, but here's, here's a question for both, both you guys. Does uh, a good candidate always uh, know why he or she is, has been successful? Because that sounds like one of the answers you're looking for. You just want to know that the person can articulate off the top, you know, top of his or her head, why they've been successful is is that a um, is that a characteristic of a good candidate? It, not necessarily, in my opinion, because quite often people don't actually do a lot of self-analysis, and in fact, it's the people that aren't successful that have to stop and actually analyze themselves and work out why they aren't successful, and will quite often quite often have the right answers. And that's why I ask that question because I know that if I'm sending this individual out. For uh, an interview, they may need a certain amount of training. If they've got absolutely no idea why they have been successful, I need to work out why it has been so they can actually get that message over when they go out for an interview as well. So I'm not only looking to assess the candidate, but I'm also, while I'm doing that, working out how well prepared they are for an interview as well. So you can coach them. I am. I want to see that they're self-aware. I mean, know thyself. That's kind of the basics. If you don't know Uh what you did or why... If you've never experienced any kind of failure and never had to think it's through? Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, I, I recruit a lot of commercial people and salespeople, and sometimes they have innate skills that they're not even aware of. Right. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes lucky is better than good. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Any, anybody else got some questions? Anybody else want to ask some questions? Okay. I'm going to do an ad. Okay. Hey, everybody. Hey. PC Recruiter. PC Recruiter, you know they're my sponsor. And I want to tell you something. They love recruiters, all kinds of recruiters. PC Recruiter, you know what they say? Recruiting is recruiting is recruiting. They don't say that staffing is the future. They don't say that executive search is the future. They just tell you straight out, we love everybody, and we make software for all kinds of recruiting. You know, I like to think of them as the hippies of recruiting. It's all about love, man. We love recruiters. You got the message? So check them out at PCRecruiter.com. PCRecruiter.com. It's produced. PC Recruiter is the product. It's produced by a company called Main Sequence Technologies, and the president there is our good friend, Martin Snyder. Marty Snyder to you. Okay. Back to the show. Anybody want to say anything before I continue? Okay? Anybody? Okay. I want to compliment him on his Twitter page. I'm re- looking at it. Why? Just the setup. It's interesting. 
reading is through it? it. Okay. 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 So you say, you say, Philip Marks, you say in an interview, don't be too yeah. sensitive. You want to talk about that? Did I? Yeah, yeah, you I said if you hear anything. Okay, if you said if you hear anything, if you hear anything that could be construed as a red flag, follow it up. Yeah. Say, yeah, yeah, forgive yeah. me yeah, for yeah. asking, but and yeah. you go after them like a mad dog. Is that right? I didn't quite say mad dog, but uh, I did say that. Yeah, I did say go. Okay. You know, I did say you know delve a little bit deeper because sometimes. You know, inexperienced interviewers, and the irony is the more successful the manager, the better their team is, the less they have to hire because they don't hire duds, so the less experience they have in interviewing. Quite often when they do come to interview, yeah, they will, they, you know, they may hear something that they're not sure, is that a red flag or is that something I'm unsure? Or I, I'm not, I, you know, I don't know whether I should, you know, delve you know in what? on that. You and know what? You don't have to repeat. You don't have to repeat my question. You've got to say, you know, Animal, that's a good question. Let me give you an example. Is anyone ever going to say that on this show? Let me give you an example so you understand what I'm talking about. That's what I want to hear. (laughs) Go ahead. Next time. you know, I can't think of it. I'm just trying to think of an example, and I, you know, I can't think of one, so I'm not going to come up. Can, with can anybody think of an example? Like can anybody think of an example? You know, when someone says something, and a polite person wouldn't, you know, pry, but a real recruiter would. Anybody got an example? No. No. Yeah. This is okay, an there I go. You're leaving me okay. stranded. You know, if people come on this show, just let me say it. Somebody might want to be a guest sometime. If you come on this show and you speak in generalities, you know, they're all one liners. You know, go ahead. Don't back off. Ask the tough question. Okay, and that's all. We can't say anything more about that. I got the message. But if you want to be a good conversationalist, you come up with examples. You say, let me show you what I mean, even if you have to make it up. Even if you have so to you make put- it up. Build up a conversation. Up. Don't leave the host with an empty bag, okay? It's oh. not fair. Well, so you put, I think you put people under too much pressure, so it doesn't actually give them the opportunity to come up with an example. I, but, look, um, I just I talked for five so minutes when you could have done some thinking. Like, have you ever done much C++? And they'll say, I dabbled in it. Then you'd go, hmm, okay, what exactly does that mean, dabbling in it? Okay, and so you've also got a lot of, you really make a big deal about recruiters being too polite to uh, tell people face-to-face, you know, that's not a good sign. I don't think we're going to be able to hire you because of this. So (laughs) then you've got the candidates, they don't know why they're not, you know, they're not chosen, and it's because you say the recruiters are too polite. Is that true? Well, you know, the, the, absolutely it is true. The amount of line managers that have told me, I think X, Y, and Z, and that's why I don't want to hire him, but don't tell him that. Okay, well, what if uh, what kind of things are X, Y, and Z that they, they don't want to well, tell you? normally politically incorrect, aren't they? So, you know, right, give me an like, example. Uh, give me an example. His example. was appalling. His presentation was appalling. He looked like he'd had a drink. You know, he was, like, stuttering <clears> or... You know, whatever. There'll be all sorts of stuff that's probably uh, sometimes oh, might be borderline politically incorrect to say. So, but you're telling us that we have to say those things in order to make the uh, uh, candidates feel complete. 
in order to have a, a, a satisfactory candidate experience, you're telling us that you have to call up the person and say, hey, you know what, line manager didn't like you stuttering all the time. He thought you'd been drinking or, uh, you know, your presentation was not coherent. It was too scattered. You have to tell them that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes, no, okay. Hey, uh, don't... Hey, yeah. Hey, just curious, yes. don't you think that don't you think that feedback came a little too late and maybe should have been done during the interview prep? If this guy is a third party recruiter who stands to make a significant fee, shouldn't he be checking everything from handshake to what are you gonna wear and how are you gonna show up? Yeah, no, yeah, more often than not, of course, you know. Um, but sometimes you are interviewing somebody on the other side of the world on a Skype call, whatever, you know, whatever it might be. So face-to-face -face, uh, with the client is not always possible. Or face-to-face -face with the, uh, you know, the, the third-party recruiter is not always possible. Okay, but still, you, in your article, you were actually talking not about the line managers, but about the recruiters. The cru recruiters rule out the candidate right there in their minds, during the interview, okay? And and they don't communicate it. You say they want to be liked. Recruiters are too busy trying to be liked and being, you know, they make their, all their efforts Actually, to be likable. Actually, in my article, I'm talking about line managers as opposed to recruiters. Okay, line managers. Okay, so they're, so, but you, so recruiters, are recruiters straightforward as opposed to line managers? I think I think recruiters, you know, uh, you know, we don't want to upset people, but it, you know, in some cases, I just tell people as it is, and they tend to appreciate it a lot more. I mean, yeah, do you normally, have any, do you have a animal amnesia, or can you actually remember a time when you told somebody, you know, you know, the way you present yourself is terrible, just like I told you at the beginning that you shouldn't be no, making I'll be, mistakes. I'll be, I remember telling mistakes. a guy, right? This was before beards were, you know fashionable because cool. these days you know, you've got to have a beard for some reason but uh yeah in the in the 90s like it was just like so bad to have a beard and i interviewed this guy and i said look i think you should lose the beard that takes some guts i like that good for you i know it didn't didn't go you down very well i tell you but it, it, you know this was ridiculous what did he say i hate you no he said i'm not going to lose the beard <laughs> uh, and what did you do? And what did you do? What did I do? I got my clippers out and tied him down and said, "We're losing the beard." <laughs> there, good answer. Okay, a, but what about mom, these examples? We need you, to lose the What beard. about these examples you gave? I thought the guy had a drink. Have you ever called? Would you call a candidate back and say you're not getting hired because the, uh, the the hiring manager thought you were drinking? Uh, Sometimes, you know, I, if he said I thought it had a drink then I wouldn't know. If he said he absolutely stung of alcohol, then I would tell him, because he would have pissed me okay. off, that's for sure. Okay. Yeah. okay, but let's say the line, let's say the, what well, you call the line manager, the hiring manager, got back to you that's and said, you know what, I don't want to hire this guy because I think he might have had a drink. Are you going to say that's not a good reason to rule him out? You don't know if he was drinking. What's the real reason? That's absolutely. I would cross-examine cross the line manager. What made you think he'd had a drink? Uh-huh, okay. I've been that wine and bottle he had on the table. <laughs> See, I, I'm trying to help you 
give me an example of how rough you're going to be and how straightforward. See, you're t- you're putting articles on you're LinkedIn. You're just a voyeur, aren't you? You just can't wait until I've just slaughtered Yeah, I am a voyeur. I am. I like a little juice in the interview, okay? I don't like the bag. I don't like <laughs> I the wine. I gave you the beard one, man. What, you, what, what more do you want? <laughs> because you made a big point that we have to tell. That's only one, that recruiters or, lo- or managers, they have to give feedback right there and then. There's another question. Yeah. How is it possible that a, a manager interviews somebody and the candidate comes away thinking that, you know, they really loved them, that's what you said, uh, when they really hated them? How is it possible to have uh, that kind of discrepancy? It is, it's incredible, isn't it? It makes me laugh. We have a bit of a, a joke uh, amongst one of my partners that when a candidate says it went fantastically well, it's a kiss of death. So, you know, I, I have certain customers that I know are incredibly sensitive. They're very commercial. All they're worried about is, you know, what it, you know, what effect is it going to have on them, on the candidate rejecting to their business? You know, are they going to go away and think, oh, that's a shitty company. I'm just going to badmouth that company. So all they want me to do is try and make it as nice as possible and uh, to keep that positive relationship, even if they thought that candidate stunk. So that's why I would often get great feedback from a candidate, and I will question that. I will always know that that doesn't mean very little. It means little until I've spoken to the client. Yeah, but if, you know, you're asking a bunch of questions and the candidate's not giving good answers, is it possible that the candidate doesn't know that she's giving lousy answers? Yeah, of course it is. How? How? If I ask you, you know, what's one and one, and you say five, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess you're gonna, you have to be really, if you're real dumb, you don't know that you're giving the wrong answer. Is that what you're saying? You know, they might be giving all the right answers. They just might not have the right experience. There can be all sorts of reasons. Well, you sent them out. I assume they have the right experience. Or is it possible that you send people out who don't have the right experience? I have to tell you something. It's possible that I'll send somebody out who doesn't have the right experience, because I don't understand sure. every technical field. Is that, is that the case with you? Yeah, you know, you got to, it takes time to learn your customers, right? And sometimes they'll give you a job description and a brief. They'll tell you X, Y, and Z. You find X, Y, and Z. They go to an interview, and they tell you, okay, well, he's got X, Y, and Z, but he doesn't have A, B, and C. So you didn't do a good intake session. Anybody want to help me here, Jim? Do you have a comment on that since you were talking about intake I'm, sessions before? I, I'm actually kind Still of here? enjoying Still your, away? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm, just, I'm enjoying you. you. You struggle a little bit to ask a question. Okay. Anybody <laughs> want to help me? Help me? I got an audience. I have to keep going for another, you know, 20 minutes. Is, is this guy what's being the, uh, a mistake? Hey, a drink. What's the, uh, what's the age range of people you work with? And primarily, when okay. are you sending people over? Do you work with millennials or is it anybody um, over 30? Yeah. Yeah, most people are over 30. 30 have, you had have, you, have you found that there's a difference in working with generations? Do you ask different questions? That's Do you not approach what I it wanted differently? To know. I wanted to know about the intake session, Jimmy. But, you know, Jim, well, come to think of, of it. Okay, but you've got something to plug. You've got a webinar. Want to tell us about it right now? Uh, hiring solved is having me do an intake webinar. It's basically how to sit down with a manager and get them to pay attention to you 
So when you send your candidate over, they don't talk to them for four minutes and go, nah, not a fit. Okay, this is exactly it's what we're talking Tuesday, about. next Tuesday, check out, hiring solved, then we kind of walk through those. Okay, what time, is it, next what Tuesday, time is it next um, Tuesday? What time is it next Tuesday? I should what know time that. Is it? 12, 1. Okay, go to Hiring Solve. <laughs> HiringSolve.com, you'll find it there. Okay, so based on, based on your webinar, do you have a question for uh, our friend here, Phil? And before you do, I'm going to do uh, an ad. Hey, everybody, now an ad from our sponsor, PC Recruiter. Everybody, we all know this, everybody is claiming that text and social media are the hot new forms of communication. But everybody also knows that email rules the roost. Email is still king. And PC Recruiter, I want you to know, handles email the way you want it handled. It works with your mobile phone accounts. It always shows you you're connected, you're sent, and you received email for every candidate in hiring authority. So don't forget, check it out, PCRecruiter.com. Okay, you know what, uh, Jim, did you have something? Because I, I had something came to mind for yeah, me. I'll Go ahead. Something. What kind of preparation does he do for the hiring manager to make sure that the hiring manager isn't screwing it up? I asked that already. I asked it. I don't know where you were, but I asked that question. Okay? <laughs> I asked it. He said nothing. He doesn't. Maybe he'll send over an article. He doesn't do anything. Okay. Why, should you do something? No, I, I, I was going to say something, but it started with depends, and I know you get pissed off with that. I don't like depends answers. Depends are for old people who can't contain their bowel movements or whatever, okay? That's what they're for. Yeah. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> He's going to be back in a minute. That's fine. Okay, you know what? Here's here's he here's what he here's here's something else that that Phil advises. We'll come to the, the intake session. Phil <laughs> Phil says that you should ask a meaningless question, an open-ended question that you're not interested in, just so you can yeah. take some time to assess the person's body language, the eye contact, the voice tone. So I I've, I've never heard never heard anyone say that before. You know, if he says if you that, ask an important ask question, an irrelevant question. I ask, I ask them an ethical question, basic FBI interrogation. I ask them, what would you do if you were asked to, one of your big clients wants to move, you can move them over to another client, what would you do? Basically testing the limits of what, or what you know, basically what their ethics are. What would they do? I ask them something they wouldn't necessarily know. Like they don't know if it's okay uh -huh. to do something like that. And uh, I don't care about the answer. What I care about is how they pitch so if they're liars, what they'll do is they'll, they'll come up with an explanation, they'll smile at you, and then they'll look away and then look back because they want to see if you believe them. And then for uh -huh. the rest of the interview, they'll try to come back and talk about their honesty to convince you that question that they lied about. It's a great way to determine if someone's a liar. And it's based on their body language and how they're looking at you. Phil, what do you think of that? Phil, you're an interview expert. What do you think? Well, I mean um... – I'm not quite sure what, what the reasoning was behind that, but I do know that I will ask yeah. questions, so I, think, I don't hey, care about somebody, the answer. Wait, somebody's on some phone that's causing problems. Can you take care of that, please? I don't want to hear any background noise. Phil, go ahead, please. Yeah, no, what I was coming back to is what I was saying as to why I ask questions um, which I don't care about the answer to, and that's just to assess other stuff about them, to actually take a proper look at them, what they're wearing, you know, to kind of, you know, uh, listen to the tone of voice, 
all sorts of things uh, that you you know where you don't have to bother focusing on the answer to the question. You can just focus on some other stuff like body language and uh, various other aspects. And you do that every interview? No. No. Okay. You also say jump around the resume just to keep them off balance because you don't want yeah. them to have their rote stuff that they've prepared. You want to to mix it up somehow. Is that, what's the point? How does that help? Because if someone you know goes to 20 interviews and uh, they just get used to the same questions at the same time, the same patterns, then you know, they're very able and become very skilled at answering it. And you know that doesn't really help me very much. So I like to change things and do things in a different way, and to you know to to throw them off guard. So I will say at the you know I will quite often stay say at the start of the interview, forgive me, but I'm going to move around chronologically, and just to see how on the ball they are. Because if you've just been saying the same thing every day, every week, then you get good at it, right? Uh-huh. And so you also, one of your principles is the same as what Jim just said. He said, I asked him an ethical question. Nobody else asked that question, right? And you like to ask questions that nobody's asking, even questions that you consider trite and have fallen out of style. Uh, and, because you think if, as long yeah. as nobody's answer, asking these same questions, they can't give you a prepared answer, and you're going to find out more about the person. Is that right? Yeah, I just read a blog and they were really anti, like someone said, you know, they said like this question, tell me a little bit about yourself, you know. Oh, that's a terrible question to ask somebody. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that for me. Okay. And here's some other questions that you suggested. I think it's a great question. It's a very open-ended question. It really, one of the main things it allows me to assess is how, people ramble and go on and how they actually can control what they're saying and that ties back to some things that hiring managers will tell me like they didn't shut up I asked them one question and they spoke for 20 minutes and I purposely didn't interject uh, just to see how long they would go on uh, and well, you know what? I got to tell you that question. I, that question, you know, uh, tell me about yourself. If someone's not an experienced interviewer, then they haven't got a structured, prepared elevator speech or or introduction. So, I mean, <laughs> what are they going to do? They're going to try to think about it on uh, off the top of their heads. They're going to ramble. It's almost a guarantee. Okay, that's the way I see it. I don't know if that's such a good question. It's better to ask a question that has a clear direction, that point helps. It helps someone who has no experience or very little experience answering these kind of things or thinking about these kind of things. It helps them. No, it moves the uh, interview you know, if they, forward. If they start rambling, I'll tell them that they're rambling. Okay. You've got the guts to do that. Tell them, Absolutely. hey, you're rambling. But the hiring Ronnie. manager doesn't, and that's the problem is they're blaming the candidate even though the reason you ramble is because you're looking for some kind of validation for the person interviewing you. You're looking for either body language or they're saying something, a response. You're rambling because they're not getting you any cutoff points. I blame that on the, on the person asking those questions. Okay, so you would agree with I'm that. I'm going to waste your time. Are you I'm not blaming a on bad manager. You know, the interviewer You'll let someone talk should for probably minutes. say, look, shut up, you know, in a nice way. Okay, <laughs> you, you know, you're rambling. You haven't really answered my question. Yeah, we got to push back on getting a manager doing that. So. That's horrible. I wasted an hour. Cause like, well, then shut it off after 20 minutes if you're so good about it. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. 
Okay, thanks. Good. That was added a little life to the show. J- Jim was taking Jerry's role. Okay. Now, uh, but you have to be louder if you want to be like Jerry, okay? Now, here, with this new sales model, Phil, you know, you don't seem too yeah. enthusiastic about the claims that recruiters should be replacing cold calls with online marketing, you know, uh, and uh, social media. Or well, that was marketing, two years ago that I wrote, firstly. But secondly, it, uh, it's not a question of not being enthusiastic. It's just provoking some questions. It's asking the question, and uh, I think the biggest question in there is if everybody moves away from the old model to the new model, does that not leave an opportunity for the old model? Now, I don't know the answers to that, but I was just looking for people and their thoughts on that one. So it's a few years have gone by, and you still don't know the answer? Correct. Okay. Do you know the? I mean, some, you know, we've been asking the question, uh, the meaning of the life since uh, the meaning of life since we were, since the existence started. We still don't know the, know the answer. Okay. To now that I one, kind, right? you know, here's what here's what would have been a better answer for you. You would say, look, I always try to be different. If these guys, if everybody's jumping on the social media wagon, they don't want to make cold calls. I'm going to make cold calls because that's going to differentiate me. That's what it sounded like you were going to say. Is that kind of what you believe? Um, yeah, that's kind of what I believe. But, you know, you've got a better way of putting it than I have. Well done. I don't. You're better than me. I'm sure you're much more successful <laughs> than I am. Okay? Well, yeah, now, look. You, you you, should be, you're very good. At, yeah. You're not necessarily good at recruitment. I don't know that because I'm not sure that you really love it. But, I mean, you're good at this. So, uh, you know. Okay, totally am I? Well, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, cold, cold recruiting email. No, I posted Jerry something Alba else. This is, huh? <laughs> this is Jim Durbin Day. I, Jim said, uh, I, I twisted his words a bit, but he says a recruiter has to quickly demonstrate a reason to continue the conversation or a candidate's not going to do it. Pardon me? I lost Jim there. Okay. Do you, uh, and, and yeah. I, can, I can barely hear you breaking up, Jim, just like Scotty, okay? You, were, you, were, you disappeared there. I'll tell you I one thing that I did do. Once I had, a, I had a client that did say, oh, I asked him a question, and, and he went on for 20 minutes. And I said to the client, well, why did you do that? And he said, well, I just wanted to see how much he rambled. I said, well, you probably knew how much he rambled after five minutes. Get the interview back on track. The guy may not have done an interview for three years. Give him a break, and let's find out, you know, let's move on. Exactly what we said. We agree with you. Okay. What about what Jim said? He said a recruiter has to quickly demonstrate a reason to continue the conversation on a cold call or in a cold recruiting email. Do you prefer uh, emails right now or, or phone to, to make the initial contact, hey, hey. Phil? Phil? Uh, you know, I prefer, I prefer calls. I definitely prefer calls. But unfortunately, people just are losing interest in their phones. You believe that? Well, it's, well, I don't believe it. I know it. You know, it's a fact, isn't it? Uh, yeah. What about voicemail? Do you use voicemail? Um, if I'm in the mood, you know, when you're, you know, when you're making calls, you know, when you're in the mood, and you know when you're not in the mood. So you know when it's going to be a great one more often than not, and you know when it isn't. If I feel that I've got something, you know, really strong to leave, but I, I'll do it. But I, I think these days people don't really phone back, to be honest. So uh, uh, if you like the phone but no one's using their phone or answering it and you're not keen on uh, leaving voicemail, so are you going over to email? Is that is that what you're telling me? I'm not clear. You've got to be clear. Well, I mean, you're talking about sourcing here. Are you talking about sourcing or are you talking no, about finding new customers? No, I'm talking about recruiting 
Well, well, everybody's got a different definition of sourcing now. I'm talking about you got the guy's name. You think you've got the title, and you want to recruit him. So you call. You either call or you send an email or an in-mail. You're talking about recruiting if you're calling somebody about a job. Bank, I knew that would wake you up. I'm awake. So uh, I will, you know, to be honest, what, in what I do, most of the people that I'm going to hire, I already know because I've been doing it a long time. I've got a big network and I get out there and meet a lot of people face-to-face in shows and various things. So that's that's where I meet my people and I, I, most of my candidates come through referrals. There is a certain amount of people that we will we will uh, go out bound to in a cold, but it will be definitely, yeah, more often than not, 90% of the time, it will be um, in emails and emails and using various social platforms. So yeah, that's the way that oh, I work. Oh really? And so what about business development? How do you how do you make new business development calls? Do you bring in new clients, or are they all referrals as well? I love that. Yeah, I love doing new business development, and then I will call. Then I will definitely call. And give us your call. How does it, how does it go? What's your pitch? Well, I've got various different pitches, so uh, and it depends on the organisation. But my pitch is going to be based on me doing some research on the company. So I would already, you know, I can't tell you what my pitch is because I don't know what the research. You can I make done one on up. The, you know, <laughs> you're a smart guy. You know, let me give you the butter up thing. You're an intelligent. I was at a podiatrist recently. The guy kept telling me how intelligent what? I was. I don't know why. I said I'm not. I said, <laughs> I said I'm not. Don't butter me up. You know. He said, Well, how I'm not you, just trying to sell you orthotics. Well, okay, you, let me how, let me take over. Hello, this is Maureen with the Animal Show. May I help you? That's a, that's that's what you no, that's not an outbound call, Maureen. You're calling me, Philip. Hello, this <laughs> oh, is sorry, Maureen I, with the Animal Show. May I help you? Yes, you can help me. <laughs> what with? I'm not exactly sure because uh, I'm not sure I'll be recruiting for the Animal Show. What, what, are, you, what no, are you suggesting no. here? That I'm supposed to be calling we wanna you? Know, uh, we want to know. We want to know. We want to know how you bring in business. I want to know how you bring in business. So as soon as I get off the show, I can get on the phone and bring in business just like you. I want my audience to have a takeaway. This guy, Philip Marks, has been in this business for 25 years, and I learned Ooh. something from him today. That didn't say it okay, depends. I'm going to learn a count from this, but... So I would pick up the phone, I would tell them my name and my role, the company, very briefly in a very, very concise message. I will mm-hmm. refer to the research that I've done, which will suggest that there's a likelihood that that company will be coming to Europe. And I will talk very, very briefly about the type of companies that we work for and the success that we've had. And then I would talk about when their plans to come to Europe and what and how they would do it. Mm-hmm. And do you try to close them on that first call? And what what do you want to accomplish no. on that call? No, not at all. Not at all. So I'm all about long-term relationships, and I'm I'm, I'm all about educating. So, you know, I, I will see if there's any way in which I can help them, whatever it might be. We're very consultative in the way that we do our business. It's not just about finding somebody for them. We bring a lot of advice, a lot of uh, competitive advice. Um, quite often we will work in their industry. They've not been to Europe before. They don't know the difference between Germany, France, Spain, and Italy, and so on and so forth. We can talk about all the different cultures, all the different employment legislation. There's a lot of stuff that we can offer organizations, and it, it is very difficult to get that into a concise method. So we, we talk probably about what, you know, what their plans are for Europe and how, they, how they're going to do that. 
and get and we're looking for information the first time round, and we're looking for long-term relationships. Uh, so that you know we'll, the plan will be at a certain time to call back and to, to develop that relationship, start to connect through social media, and take it from there. Really. Okay, you know you should base your elevator pitch on what you just hypothetically told that person. Okay, uh, it's Ooh, just it? five minutes left. <laughs> Uh, no, no, you didn't. Okay. Are, are there uh, are there any questions that you you know you should have brought it up before? But <laughs> are there any questions that you want burning the topics that you wanted to discuss on the show that we haven't got to? Because I tried to focus on the things that I thought you were interested in, based on your uh, writing. Is, is there anything I missed? Uh, anything I think... you'd like to say to the folks out there? And I don't usually say folks. I mean that ironically. Okay. Um, no, I think you've asked some some relevant questions about what I do, and uh, I just, you know, I, I was looking forward to just talking to you and trying to engage with your style. I love your style, so. Um, yeah, yeah, but you're so sound enthusiastic about it. Hard, is that and is that English? I want to I want to answer you before the show's over. Okay, look, you, you said in your in your one of your postings, I'm a London boy. I'm London born and happy yeah. about it. I'm yeah. a British patriot. Yeah. Is part of it being so yeah. understated? I mean, you say I like your style. You you don't sound very enthusiastic when you say that. Okay. Well, you want me to be more <laughs> enthusiastic about. Yeah, I, like I mean, you know, you're, you're really low key. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you're, you know, wanted to be a psychiatrist when you were young or something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people when I, I talk I think to he's them, a writer yeah. and a and a thinker um, more than. Yeah, um, I am I right about this? He's a consultant. One thing I would say, you know, uh, he's a consultant. Blow my own trumpet a little bit here, but when I talk to people and when I interview candidates on the phone, I quite often after 20 minutes, I get the candidates say things like. I've never really said that before to anybody. So there's, there's something about me that, that seems to bring out, I don't know whether or not it is that laid-back style. Probably it is. Mm-hmm. I am a listener. More, I am more of a counselling type of individual, absolutely. I never mm-hmm. forget on a couple of interviews where I went to some folks, I didn't get the job because they said, he's not very sparky, is he? And it, for me, in my head, I'm sounding really sparky and high energy right now. And you're mm-hmm. saying I'm dull and boring, and you know. But, I didn't say uh, that, but you are sounding screen, a little but... more sparkier now. You're sounding a right bit like uh, Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. Right. Generally, we were challenging him, Maureen. Just we're right. challenging right. him. Right. Right. I was just going. Mm-hmm. You got to bear in mind, I am okay. British. You know, right. I think you know, we need to have him back on the show. He's welcome to call in any time, yeah. or even that be the guest again if he if he, he has wants called to. In. He is. He does call in on the show. No, he doesn't. I've never called in on the show before. I thought you called okay. in. That's how you came to the show before. No, no. Oh, you signed him in. up from the, the blog, from the Facebook group, yeah. Maureen. You signed oh, him up. okay. Yours, I thought you had okay? called in, and then that's now why I wanted to come on the show. Well. Okay. My mistake. Sorry. I've told her now that she, that you're hers. She's going to have to start defending you. But it's too late, Maureen. The show's I know over. he's There's, mine. Most no of the guests are mine. Show. You forget. Yes. Uh, there have been, uh, not most of the guests, but you've had a good string, okay? I have to compliment you on that. No, hey, I gotta no, say, I have a I'll good close string. This off. No, hold on a second. There's all kinds of people who say, you have lousy guests, Animal. He said, I'm going to bring you some guests, and they never do. They except never Marie. do. They, she signs them up on Facebook, so thank you. My guest today has been Philip Marks, at Philip Marks, and your company, we didn't say that. What is it? Synchro? Europe. What is it? Mm-hmm. Synchro Europe. What's the URL? 
synchro-europe.com. Today I missed it. I was uh, involved in uh, trench warfare. Man, I got to tell you, I'm. Hey, animal, know, mute the person that's doing the beeping. Okay, area code two hundred three. I'm off now. I'm gonna have some lunch. What are you gonna now, have? Don't you worry about that. Just handle your. Hey, stuff. I'm not worried about it. I was seeing if you were interesting. Andy Gregory, I'm sorry to have. Yeah, no, uh, no problem. Uh, no, I understand. Uh, we have to take care of uh, housekeeping. Um, I, uh, you know, man, I. I, I I'm sure the guy's a nice guy uh, as a guest. I'm 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 just going to say it was it was kind of on the plainer side of vanilla pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it really was. I mean, I, I just uh it was I don't I don't remember a show being more uh, you know, wah wah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just kind of I'm I'm indifferent. Bill was okay, Animal was okay, but the show itself, I just same old thing. I, as a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do anything new. That's what I'm looking for in my learning phase of my career. <laughs> 